0: IVM. You are listening to The Signal Daily. Brought to you by Front Page Studios. While climate change is slowly making its way into dinner table conversations, and by that we mean Pakistan, Belandor, and the likes, the Dutch city of Harlem is actually taking some action. Harlem will enforce a ban on meat advertisements in what is reportedly the first such action by a city in the world. A ban on meat advertisements will go into effect in 2024. Advertisements won't be permitted on Harlem's buses, shelters or screens in public areas, per a report in The Guardian. However, there is unavoidably opposition from the meat industry. A representative from the Central Organization for the Meat Sector, as cited by BBC, said the authorities are going too far in telling people what's best for them. And while the opposition is evidently unhappy, the motion for banning meat adverts in the city was proposed by Green Links, a green political party. The party argued by saying, and I quote, we cannot tell people that there is a climate crisis and encourage them to buy products that are a part of it. The city's administration also states that a decision has not yet been made regarding whether production of meat will be included in the ad ban. The United Nations and recent studies both claim that a significant factor in climate change is food production. About one-third of all human-made greenhouse gas emissions are produced by the food industry, and livestock alone is responsible for more than 14% of these emissions. Getting back to why Harlem decided to prohibit meat advertisements. The Guardian report notes, woodlands that soak up carbon dioxide are cut down for livestock grazing, and the nitrogen-rich fertilisers used to grow their feed can worsen air and water pollution, climate change, and ozone depletion. Additionally, livestock emits a significant amount of methane, an potent greenhouse gas. According to reports, beef is the leading cause among animal-based foods contributing to climate change. The environmental impact of lamb is the next highest. But these emissions are 50% lower than those of beef. It is believed that a switch from animal-based protein to plant-based protein must be taken seriously, especially considering the fact that livestock contributes to global emissions and the high amounts of water needed to produce meat. Plus, by 2050, the world's population is expected to reach 9.7 billion, and feeding so many individuals sustainably will be the most difficult challenge of all. Moreover, there are often factors besides food production that are causing climate change. The Earth's climate and temperature are increasingly being affected by a variety of factors, including the burning of fossil fuels, deforestation, and the dumping of industrial waste. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, and policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hello, I'm Farheen Khan, and this is the Deep Dive for September 8th, 2022. Amazon is reportedly looking to scale up its food delivery service in India. What? Amazon had a food delivery app all this time? That's what you're thinking, right? Well, so far, it's limited to only Bangalore. The e-commerce marketplace launched Amazon Food in May 2020, giving Prime members free delivery on all their orders and others a nominal delivery fee. And while it's currently offering its services in more than 70 PIN codes in Bangalore, it's very, very far from baking the duopoly of Swiggy and Zomato. That's possibly why a lot of us may not know about Amazon Food at all. But as reported on ET Prime, Amazon Food is planning to turn up the heat a little and launch its food delivery services in Pune now. After Pune, they might expand in other Indian cities, the report said. When it had launched two years back, it was expected to pose a stiff competition to Swiggy and Zomato, which right now dominates the space. It was charging far lower commissions per order of 10-15%, to as opposed to these other apps which take somewhere between 15-30% to per order. But since its launch, Amazon has been uncharacteristically restrained about ramping up its food delivery business for reasons that aren't fully clear. In fact, it's barely been able to make a dent. An ET report from August said that for many restaurant partners, volumes on Amazon food have been less than 1%. Before focusing on India, Amazon had previously tried to foray into the food delivery business in the US and the UK, but it had to shut shop in both these countries. In the US, it launched Amazon Restaurants in 2015 and then a year later in London. The idea was to give perks to Prime members in the form of food delivery in under an hour. They even went ahead and offered their services at discounted prices in order to win market share. But it was a little late to the party and it had also faced a lot of competition from its rivals in US like DoorDash, Uber Eats and GrubHub, which occupied most of the market share. The same thing happened in the UK. It couldn't stand against its local rivals, Deliveroo and Uber Eats. And so eventually, it shuttered its business in both these countries between 2018 and 2019. Now, coming back to India. Despite offering highly competitive prices, what's holding it back in here? Well, according to the ET report, one of the roadblocks seems to be the 100 odd hygiene checks it has imposed before onboarding a restaurant. These include water checks, pest control, etc all in line with global standards, but over and above the FSSAI requirements. That's certainly dissuading some restaurants. A CNBC report from 2021 also quoted some restaurant owners complaining that Amazon didn't seem too serious about this service. They complained about delayed deliveries, abrupt cancellations, lack of delivery partner tracking, etc. But since then… Amazon has reportedly relaxed some of its hygiene criterias and restaurants are also seeing a spike in the number of orders coming through Amazon food. And now that the company is looking to amp up in Pune, perhaps it has a different strategy in mind. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Manaswini and Shorburi and edited by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are TheSignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.